So I had an idea. Uh, and before I'm going to ask a question and before anyone says their answer, don't think about it. Give us, give our, we'll give ourselves like a couple of <laughs> Wait, so before we give answer. the answer, just don't? <laughs> just don't. Because I'm going to say, Good job, what is our favorite Wes Anderson movie? Don't say it yet. I know you think, so we'll give ourselves like 15 seconds to decide and then I'm going to count to three and we're all going to say it at the, at the same time. Oh, that time. sounds like audio magic. How you, do, how you doing over there, Carly? I'm I'm fairly you confident on mine. Okay. Carly's gonna be like none of them. <laughs> I hate Wes Anderson. <laughs> Are we gonna say on three or three and then go? Like one, on three, two, three, three, go. Okay. Okay. Jesus. <clears throat> All right. One, two, three. Rush I'm best. What did you say yours was? Moonrise Kingdom. Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom? Yeah. What did you say? Rushmore. Oh, I thought it was Bottle Rocket. Yeah, I thought it was Bottle Rocket. I thought, Bottle Rocket. I thought, it, was really I thought it was Life Aquatic. I thought, I'm very certain oh, I, you I said Life Aquatic. Uh, that's the one I have seen, but you guys talk about it a lot. I like Bottle Rocket's really good. They're all really great. They're but, all really good. Um, I think Rushmore is probably one of my favorites. Uh, okay, I knew that. Just because that fucking, that like, the finale where he's putting on that play and it's like, outrageous you know what i'm saying it's like vietnam helicopters and shit flying around inside the fucking, yeah. fucking apocalypse um, now the play yeah what did yeah, you yeah. say carly i said grand budapest, grand budapest. Uh, I, that was my like number two okay i royal tannenbaums was my old favorite before you were gonna say it was my favorite and then i was like how can i not love a movie about dogs lola great timing but shut the fuck up <laughs> Yeah, and then I also, I mean, after seeing Isle of Dogs, I kid you not, I got home and I burst open the door and I was like, Chelsea, you got to go see Isle of Dogs. You're gonna can love it. And she's like, I already saw it today. Oh my god, what a bitch! <laughs> yeah, I. How did she like it? Did she like it? Oh, she loved it. Yeah, yeah. Because she can. She also could understand it. Yeah, I was right? like the whole time. I was just jealous that you could understand everything. Yeah, but yeah, she she said she really loved it. I actually read a bunch of articles about uh people who spoke the language watching that movie and i was like this is really interesting and really great perspective on like because i i was kind of like where do we fall in the line of like is this a is this offensive like mm-hmm. he's really great about covering his like bases his bases yeah like i mean i read but- a whole bunch of stuff that it was fairly poorly received um oh, i know i read a bunch of stuff about how great it was well yeah. i um <clears throat> I'm gonna. Uh, I, 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 I didn't super love this one. Mm, that's a bummer. I, know that's... I really did, and so did my Japanese roommate. So there I it think is. Pulling out that okay. Japanese card. <laughs> and that's she's like obviously allowed to love. I just I read a lot of of film critics that um, thought it walked a little bit more of an appropriative line than an appreciative line. Everything that I read was like this respects our culture and represents us very well. And this one article, I think it was on Slate, actually, they all said that they loved it and that they like it didn't at a certain point. It didn't matter what the characters were saying, because it's not like the point of the story, Mm -hmm. I guess, that it could have happened anywhere. That that's why they didn't feel like it was appropriating because it could have happened in Finland. What's the difference? Right, it could have had the same like. It would have had the exact same story. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere, but it is on Slate. Yeah, there's um uh, the LA LA Film Times, I think, and the New York Post are the two articles I read. But 
It's fine. It's that's it's whatever. Shit. Like there has been a fairly large Twitter discourse well, over the fact that it was all in Japanese or that it was in Japan. No, or it's cultural appropriation. That there, it 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 perpetuates certain stereotypes that are unfortunate. Like the whole character of Tracy, like made my whole spine crawl. Why's that? Why? Because like there's this this stereotype of passivity of Japanese people, and here comes the foreign exchange, the blonde foreign exchange student who like is the only one that apparently gives a shit enough to rally all of Japan against them. I mean, she gives a sh- I don't know if she she gives a shit enough, but not as much as our beautiful main character who actually yeah, flies his ass to the aisle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I that was more for like probably our audience. No, I, I think there are ways you can handle that where there isn't a white savior complex and this felt a lot like a white savior complex. Oh, I didn't feel like that at all. I mean, she talks about how she is like in love with Atari. Yeah. Like, she's worshipping him. <laughs> yeah. So, Which that uh, whole line also made no fucking sense to me. Like, I don't... I struggle a lot with Wes Anderson's like every female character has to be a love interest to someone. And this just kind of like rang even more for that for me, especially because she doesn't know him at all. Mm. She loves his uh, his motivations. His spirit. Yeah, she doesn't have to know him. She she loves his spirit. Yeah. <laughs> she just she says she has a crush. Well. I didn't think it was anything that big of a deal. She's just like, I have a crush on you. Yeah, I think like, that yeah. I see what you're saying. For the right yes, reasons. they all have to have a love interest. They all do have some love interest in each one of his movies, but that is. I guess that's part of a Wes Anderson. It's like a Judd Apatow movie. You want the fucking, the concoction for that is a nerdy white guy hooking up with a woman who's out of his league and hilarity ensues. Like that's every, it's just the story that Wes Anderson knows. Right. And I get yeah, that. It just, it hit me differently this time. Pairing. And especially like when, when you get into the characters of like Scarlett Johansson's character where like she's a model in the dog universe and like most mm-hmm. of their discussions revolve around whether or not she wants to bring puppies into the world felt kind of weird. I don't know. I just I, I really wanted to like this movie, but I, I just it it was rough on me. No pun intended. That's a bummer. <laughs> oh, LOL. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20 minutes later. <laughs> you know, point of the podcast here films or movies i'm gonna say wes anderson only makes films uh yeah well okay obviously i want to keep talking about wes anderson uh-huh. and since this other episode stuff is about wes anderson what's that i said yes since this episode is about wes anderson <laughs> yeah absolutely because the episode is about wes anderson but uh-huh. like i said in order to do that uh you know we've had a couple people um ask us questions about we were asked by a couple of people shout out to matt and robert um whoa Bob, Whoa. who That's, specifically wanted to know I don't think he's gonna like what that. makes a film. And each one of us have a different answer. And I think through the process of this podcast and getting together and talking about it once a month, our opinions and our things are going to change and they're going to grow. But as of right now, to me, a film is something that elevates the genre. It feels different even though it's playing in the same space. It's doing something unique that not a lot of other people have. Uh, well, let me say it's doing something unique well, because there's a lot of people who do unique shit and it's garbage. So what about... See, that's where I disagree. I think you can have shitty films that are trying yeah, to do something weird and interesting, but... 
I'm not it, saying that a shitty film doesn't exist. I'm saying that, like, you can't use the argument, well, that was unique. And it's like, well, if it wasn't <laughs> good, <laughs> if it wasn't, if it was just what everybody else, you know, is trying to is trying to make unique and it's forced, that's where I'm saying, like, I'm mostly using it so it's not thrown in the future. We'll like, well, that was unique. Right. Well, so that's, it wasn't a... a right. Yeah. The fact that it is unique is not the sole argument yes. for whether or not it's a film. Yes. Thank you. That's just a factor for you. Yeah. So yeah. then, I guess, Carly, do you want to go into what a film is for you? Um, uh, <laughs> I, sure. Um, I think, I think a film has to, um, have some form of not, I guess, originality versus uniqueness. Like, I think to, to go off of Wes Anderson, probably his least film film would be Fantastic Mr. Fox because it's an adaptation. Um, and I know we have an episode where we're going to talk about whether or not adaptations can be considered films. Um, mm. But uh, I think I think things like adaptations or like... Um, sequels or things things that are designed with the sole given purpose to make money i think are pushed a little further away from the film category um i think people that are like our tours like like wes anderson like richard linklater like uh stanley kubrick those kind of people usually only make films because they've there's a a clear artistic message that is being conveyed over multiple parts of the filmmaking process interesting I'm very excited in the future to get into intentional fallacies just based on that <laughs> statement. Um, but uh, this is not the time. I'm excited to hear you guys. I like, I'm, I'm kind of on board with what Carly's saying. So, so my big well, thing is, and I know it's weird, right? <laughs> you too. I know. Throwing out. Very, very rarely do we agree on things. Um, but, uh, so I, I know uh, Robert, as you like to call him. It's Bob. Uh, Bob, uh, a, a good friend of the show, uh, <laughs> brought up the fact that uh, if we all have a different standard for what makes a film, then it becomes we're all arguing different points. But uh, to that, I would say that art in itself is subjective and that film being a form of art uh, is subjective. So people have a different opinion as to what would make a film, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I look at the fundamentals of filmmaking. So, you know, you look at like the art of screenwriting and uh, what, you know, uh, setups and payoffs and, and, and callbacks and, and, you know, your, your plot structure and stuff like that. I look at that. And uh, when you have someone that can understand the rules of plot structure in a screenplay, and then they can manipulate those rules. And like Carly was saying, make that, make it original, make it not feel like it's just a cookie cutter movie. Um, that, um, is like a, a solid foundation for a film. And then when you get a director and like she was saying, other parts of the filmmaking process, someone who understands and can manipulate the whole entire filmmaking process um, and put their own artistic um, feel into it. Um, I think that's what really makes a film. And, and you know, kind of like what we always, we always say the word elevates, but there is a, there is a point where it's like you're, because everything is copied from something else these days, but it's how what of your own artistic uh, skill and ability are you putting into it to actually elevate it because it's something that you wanted to make. So okay, and and true films are few and far between. Man, you guys are super fancy and like, educated. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just you know like again, I kind of introduce myself as a person who has no background in film or like film education or studies. So for me. Like, it's all about, um, I mean, there's a lot of factors. I, what you guys are saying, like the uniqueness and, you know, 
if the writing is good and the story is good and if it's, um, you know, visually very, you know, beautiful, um, things that elevate it, that kind of a thing are all important. But for me, like, it's mostly that emotional aspect, like how it makes me feel. And um, the difference for me, like a movie can still make me feel really good, but usually a movie is um, more geared towards... um, like whatever their purpose behind it was like their purpose is to make money or to like just very specifically evoke certain emotions out of people usually like you know humor or drama you know kind of i'm trying to think like a cheap like dwayne johnson kind of movies you know that kind of drama not really film type um so I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, there's a combination of things, mostly that emotional aspect. How does it make you feel? Does it, Do I feel like I just had an experience? Right. You and know? does it? how long does it stay with you? Yeah, you how know? long does it, it stay that, with you? Does it make yeah. me think? And that kind of a thing. That's, it, that's really interesting because I've had a couple of people that I've talked to use the term. Um, I should give them credit. One of them is Matt, who is a local filmmaker around here. And the other one is my coworker, Justin. And they talk about escapism mm. versus... Uh, being confronted with a truth or a reality that you have to sit with. And that kind of sounds like what you're describing, like at least the escapism part when you're like there just for laughs and you don't leave thinking about anything. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I mean, that's why I think that Wes Anderson only makes films. I feel like there's a little part of each of our reasons that you could apply to basically any of his films or sure yeah movies you know i'm the i generally say movies um uh, motion pictures motion Ooh, pictures <laughs> you know jesse hates the way i say pictures um whatever i have adapted that thank you <laughs> i'm not kidding <laughs> you say it now too yes i catch myself all the time i'm like well this is not the point of <laughs> yes you know, sorry we're getting off topic we're getting off topic so sorry <laughs> yeah let's say more words i want to hear other words <laughs> I was going to say that I think uh, each one of our pieces of why a film makes a film can be found in any of Wes Anderson movies. I feel like he, you can tell what a Wes Anderson movie is just by looking at it, but he still elevates uh, what he does in every single one. Mm. Isle of Dogs specifically, there was use of color that has never been used. When he's on the island, it's like there's a... uh, um, shot of Chief and he is like, the background is like this really dark purple and I don't think Wes Anderson usually plays in like darker tones. Mm. Same with the top down shots uh, when they were making the sushi poisonous sushi yeah I was like this is totally Wes Anderson but it also I haven't seen this Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. and I you know I could do that for each one of his movies. Um, I like the ones that are my least favorite. Isle of Dogs, he really played with um, letting things actually be ugly for once. Mm-hmm. He usually tends to to fancifulize everything, um, and and with Trash Island, he he really let us kind of sit and how gross and ugly it was, and I appreciated Which- that little bit of a departure. Well, you can see, especially in um, the walking montage where they're going to the middle yeah. fingers, where they they really hit the highlights of like this was the steel area, and so it's yellow, yeah. and they have that steel background, and um, it was very Lion King of him, right? It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, and he does that that profile ninety degree walking shot in almost every single one of them. Yeah, so. I mean, like it's it is it's so interesting because. You know, there's a lot of people that are not fans of Wes Anderson, and they I feel like they criticize uh, fans of Wes Anderson because 
anything that's wrong with Wes Anderson movie, you can chalk up to, well, that's just Wes Anderson style, you know, and like, you know, like you're saying about lines being stilted or characters saying what's happening on screen, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. A lot of people criticize stuff like that. I I don't know. I mean, for me, it, it really is just like he tells a really great emotional story and you look at from point A to point B, he has it all mapped out perfectly. I mean, everything is like on the on the dot uh, as far as how how he wants it to look and what it's supposed to look like and like i said just the the amount of control that that guy has over all of his films is insane well and if you've ever gotten a chance to to read one of his screenplays like i have a copy of grand budapest i was gonna try and bust it out to like kind of demonstrate exactly how exhaustive he is in his scene descriptions but right pretty much everything you see on screen he has written down prior to which is fairly that's rare. fantastic yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah and i haven't seen every single wes anderson movie but i'm like inclined to say yes wes anderson only makes films mm-hmm. partly because of his writing and because it's so like it's so funny and witty and weird it's yeah. it's out of touch with reality but he always manages to to me you know evoke some sort of like really you know profound statement on humanity yeah. and it's just it makes so you feel very you know, sweet you it know, makes you feel good or yeah. it makes you think about things yeah. and it's like you know there's that classic wes anderson style sector like, punched everything like and so, so much so that Symmetry, i mean a couple punch. years ago snl did a sketch you yeah. know making fun of him mm-hmm. and their sketch was like to a T, perfect. It was perfect, <laughs> Wes Anderson. Yeah. But it was like I still love it. You know? know, you can make fun of it, but I still love it. There's just something <laughs> about it that makes you you laugh and cry and feel weird but happy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you want to strip down near a lake into your tidy whities and dance around. <laughs> dance around. Like one of the most like I've watched some weird shit in my day. That scene is so like fucking wild. Scene. It really is. It really. It really is a world that he creates in every movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not just you're seeing like a small glimpse of like a set amount of characters. You feel like every person in this entire world that he makes of every movie acts this way. You know, yeah. like yeah, it just is this world, and it's so like you're saying. You just want to be a part of that. Like I just want to go and just kind of like wander around in there and just talk to people. Like you know what I'm saying? I mean, the I, way that I, they I talk. yeah, just the way that they talk. It's so yeah, interesting. some of them. Other ones, Life Aquatic. I, I, uh, I don't yeah. need to hang out there. I have, and it, we'll probably get like cruci- If if we had more listeners, we'd we'd get crucified. I know those some forty people that plus people actually are diehard Life Aquatic like fans. Life Aquatic. I I haven't seen it. I oh, tried to watch it. Paige and I tried to watch it twice, and we I I've had tried to, turn to watch it, off. it more I than could twice, not get and I just it. can't do it. And it's sad so, because I feel like it's an OG mockumentary. Yeah, right? but it was and so I just boring. Can't do it. Life Aquatic was my first Wes Anderson movie, um, mm-hmm. and it made me hate him for a really long time. Well, and I think I mean we watch a lot of stuff when we're young and we don't get it. But I went back and revisited right. it, and I still fucking hated it. But it was my yeah. formative like I am becoming someone that consumes art. And then I watched that movie and went, fuck this guy. <laughs> I hate this movie so much. <laughs> the, that's really funny because I bought that and I thought that I was buying the Darjeeling Limited. Oh, such a good movie. And I Beautiful. was like, what the fuck? Why does everybody like this movie? Life Life Aquatic also built this kind of like cultural phenomenon of douche bros around it that all became so fucking like 
idolizing of Bill Murray that it was like it's kind of like though Benedict Cumberbatch is a very good actor I hate the people around him so much that I avoid his work and I sort of Um, got to have that feeling with Bill Murray because all of these Life Aquatic fans were the fucking worst people I don't want to embarrass you but you said Benedict um, Cumberbatch's name incorrectly it's actually Blended Cucumber please don't mess up oh my god my face is so red right now I'm so sorry yeah 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 (laughs) I mean, I also don't want to correct you um, either, but Bill Murray is the man. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesse's secret douche bro over here. Yeah. She's gonna love Life Aquatic when she watches. Maybe it. I don't know. Maybe I have it. You can take it home with you. Today. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an, uh, just a bold statement right now. You're gonna hate it, Jessica. <laughs> Probably. It but... just takes forever. Like I feel like we watched more than half the movie, and I feel like the movie hadn't even started yet. <laughs> yeah. I was just it, like, it what the fuck is taking so charm. long? Yeah. Yeah. He does have personal charm and everything. Every, like, oh, fantastic Mr. Fox. What the cuss is, like, my favorite thing. What the thing. cuss is my favorite thing. And I was like, yeah, kids, you can say that. Don't tell your mom I said you can say that. <laughs> you can totally say that. Yeah. Um, if Wes Anderson says you can say it, then it's fine. Your parents don't care. Okay. <laughs> you guys want to hear a quick story about Bottle Rocket? I do. I yeah. think I know what story you, it is. You probably know what it is, right? Okay. I, w- I think I've told you this before. Yes. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, Wes Anderson, so he got uh, Owen Wilson uh, to work on Bottle Rocket, right? Like they were they were friends, um, and he had he bought him a plane ticket to fly out to Los Angeles for a pre production meeting. Um, basically, they were trying to pitch it, um, and Owen Wilson at the time uh, was trying to sell back the ticket uh, to the airline and buy a cheaper bus ticket to Los Angeles <laughs> so that he could keep the rest of the money from the plane ticket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And he's like, so I could still like, make it there, like just a couple days later, right? Like that's okay. Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I think another reason that like makes me think he he's a filmmaker is he found his shtick and he kind of just sticks to it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like he like he said tries to do something different every time, but he's like, this is me. This is what works for me. I mean, and he I'm arguably keep... makes the same movie every single time, but mm-hmm. he kind of just puts it in a like new same formula, decade for and sure. new color palette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Every one of our, like, at least all of my favorite filmmakers have a very specific style. Yeah, that's, right. that's, yeah, yeah. that's true. Watching. Yeah. You do kind of stick to, like, just because their format, like, really speaks to you. Right. you know? But and the fact like, that the he doesn't like... is always an attractive kind of, like, it, it feels like a real artist if it's an art tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that fucking people that aren't our tours aren't real artists, but Ooh, you already said it. I'm gonna cut out that part. So you yeah, look it's like too a late. Douche. It's too late. We got we got your ass, Carly. You know, I think you see like a lot of filmmakers. Uh, they were really great. Like they had a lot of really great original ideas, and they put they were willing to put the work in. And then as they get older and they make more movies, they tend to get a little bit lazier, and then they tend to you know, well, we'll just. I don't know. We'll do something else. Or you they know, just so become like, old. It's hard yeah, to get it, old. <laughs> yeah. I know. But it, like Fucking I said, get it, off Martin just... Scorsese's back. He's like 90 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fuck that guy. He needs to keep working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody who's listening to this should give it a pause and go find the honest trailers. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Wes Anderson God, movie. <laughs> I mean, film. You're a painful it. call. Yeah. It is it. so funny. And it's like. Yeah. Nope. You're not saying anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, and seriously, look up that SNL sketch too, because it's like Wes Anderson horror. Oh, oh man, that would be awesome. It is awesome. It's seriously they nail it. Yeah. I'll come to Idaho. Fucking Jess will be sporting a red beanie cap, and I'll have to just turn around and leave. 
Yeah. Uh, I think this is how we'll know. This is how we'll know if Jesse is a true Bill Murray fan. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> is reaction to this movie. I don't hate Bill Murray. I just hate oh, his I love fans. Him. Ouch. Uh, you mean the people? Okay, you're not a Bill Murray fan to the level of putting a giant sticker on the back of your fucking the truck fucking, that your like, dad gave you. Bill Murray sticker that makes me yeah. immediately want to punch that person in the teeth. You don't know what we're talking about? No. You haven't seen oh. this? There's like Bill Murray stickers all over the place. I want one. Oh god. <laughs> yes, no. Oh god. Hey, I, I, I don't judge. I, 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 it's we're fine. Describing you know? a very specific type of person, and you're just you're just not. You do, I don't know. I don't see it. Yet. 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 We'll show you the stickers. She's okay, currently in her wait. chrysalis and she will emerge a beautiful Bill Murray douche I'm bro. I'm finding myself. <laughs> I, there was, like, so there was one issue I had with Iowa Ooh. Dogs, I guess, Let and it was like it. the Kobayashi. He so, had a change of heart. Yeah, but like, oh, why? Like, what was, what, oh, what brought yeah. on that whole change of heart? Like, he's like an evil bastard the entire movie. And then because one kid, like, his nephew or whatever stands up. Then all of a sudden he's like changed. He has like he's flashbacks still- to the original, like the, the war. little samurai. Yeah. Right, but I thought if he still works for the, 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 you know, if he's like a cat person, yeah, then he, he would have been against the kid who the cut kid. off the cat person's head. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do that. I'm just saying. He's no, so- I'm with you. It felt like, and it maybe felt it's fast. Just, it didn't it feel like really there was fast. a progression at all, but I, I don't know. I also was like, maybe I'm just missing something that I'm bad at like picking yeah, up right well, now. That's, and that's I don't think like... they ever give an indication that there's like, that he hates the kid. He took in yeah. his like distant relative after his parents died. He gave him a dog to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And then just like things changed. And then mm-hmm. he tried to, I mean, not very um, Successfully. respectfully yeah. or carefully tried to rescue this kid but he did try to like bring him back home yeah and maybe he was just like him for the rest of his life oh yeah that's like a parent thing that was funny (laughs) yeah that checks out yeah that that totally checks out not not that any of us are parents but (laughs) the technical aspect of that movie too the dogs the fur the like facial reactions yeah i think how chief had like missing uh a missing patch oh my god the ear that ear Oh my god! I can't believe home, I didn't dude. lead with this story. I uh, I saw this movie at like fucking eleven a.m. again. Um, oh. So there were a bunch of kids in my theater, um, and I shit you not, that scene where that dog gets his ear ripped off. This yeah. kid full on Wilhelm screamed at that Aww. moment. Aww. I almost did too. <laughs> he continuously kept that up every Aww. time anything gross happened, which was a lot. Like yeah. anytime <laughs> fucking like they they cut the I thought that sushi yeah. um scene was just so beautifully animated and he was yeah, so was. grossed out by what was going on. He was like every <laughs> <laughs> second and I was like, I can't fucking deal with this skin right now. Oh, yeah, that would have been the, the ear got me a yeah. little bit. And I was like, No, and then the mice take it. I was like, Stop focusing on this ear, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. The technical aspect of that movie of the all the stop motion mixing, I had stop the yeah. biggest ear, please. Warm heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to back up on my boners. No, nice. The biggest warm heart over having stop motion and then when they pulled back and it was on camera, like hand drawn animation. Mm-hmm. Like the oh, like yeah. two different yeah, animation the transitions styles. were really cool there between the two mediums. So cool. Yeah, everything on TV that was really, yes. really neat. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, this is 
again come totally unique like yeah. i've never seen yeah. this done before this is great you know it's good to hear all these different perspectives and it weirdly i feel better knowing that japanese people feel good at not all of them, them but at least one of them <laughs> at least one yeah. of them um, she represents the entire yeah. uh, japanese culture right yeah, i mean I that's know. what her card says so no, oh yeah okay yeah. So checks out. <laughs> checks out. um <laughs> you know yeah he's not perfect but wes anderson makes a motherfucking film damn you know? damn honestly my favorite part of this whole episode is that it was pretty much sponsored by a whiny dog in the background oh my god oh uh, my but god. it's pretty fitting so yeah Hopefully so. You can't. she's Thanks, been Lola. licking the glass this whole time Fuck window liquor back here she's such a bad set dog i love you lola i love dogs made me love you even more i didn't even realize it was possible oh legit so that night that we went and saw it like uh so I work graveyard. So like I stayed up all night and I was just, just me and Lola just hanging. I was like, you're a great dog. Lola. Mm-hmm. I even went home and I was like, you know what? You're a shit. Roommate dog. <laughs> I like you. I like you. Econ. Yeah. So say it right. we, we, we hung out a little bit. That's yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks uh, for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Go see Isle of Dogs. See how you feel. Go see any Wes Anderson yeah. movie because they're all great. See a Wes Anderson movie. A whole bunch of them are in the Criterion collection. If I'll, uh, you have I'll access update to that oh, on good. social medias, my reaction to oh, I want to hear Steve. Steve. Life Aquatic Life with Steve. Steve. Called the Life Aquatic. <laughs> the Life Aquatic. <laughs> Uh, I want to see Jesse's live tweets of Life Aquatic. Oh, okay. <laughs> live tweets. Live tweets. Can we get a, can we get a, a reaction face cam updates. set up and then yeah. we'll just watch your face? Yeah. <laughs> For how long is it? It's like, I think it's like eight hours. Okay. It's, it's, eight, eight it's hours. like 90 minutes, but it does feel like three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. And next month, we are going to talk about can superhero movies be films? Because we're all going to go see Infinity War. Yeah, and whatever the fuck else comes out. Carly, don't deep sigh. Listen, I had to hold in my deep sigh, Carly. You don't get a deep sigh. <laughs> Good. That's a wrap. Okay. Yay. Wow. Thanks, guys. Get this, get this fucking mic off me. Episode two. <laughs>